Thank you. Hello, everybody. Okay, so we are continuing down our path of uh, campaign development and uh, the last class, which uh, was about strategic campaigns and tactics, was the most complicated and the most uh, theoretical one that we had to face. And uh, this one and the one after that is going to be more and more practical. So, if you, uh, as you remember, in the last class we covered the, 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 the pyramid of strategy, tactics, uh, strategy campaigns and, and tactics. And uh, the strategy being on top and tactics being on the bottom of this pyramid and the campaigns being in the middle and actually uh, we are going to focus on campaigns during this uh, course. Last week we talked about goals, campaign objectives, and we talked about the SMART criteria for, uh, uh, that can be helpful for uh, writing and developing these goals. So what we're going to do now is we're going to talk about the campaign message. This, uh, it is, uh, the, the whole process of campaign development can be uh, divided into four steps that we explained last time, and I'm going to repeat them. First is the campaign objective. This is what we talked about last week, uh, which answers the question, what do we want to achieve? Then there is the uh, campaign message, which uh, answers the question, what do we say? And uh, for a human rights advocacy effort, it is uh, probably the most important uh, thing to be uh, most carefully uh, uh, developed. And then we are talking about tactics, we are talking about things that we want to do as a as part of that campaign. And finally, uh, when we have all these things listed, then we can talk about the organization and resources, meaning how are we going to uh, achieve it. So we talked about objectives last week, uh, we talked about the SMART criteria, which are going to help us uh, come up with objectives that are Specific, measurable, achievable, relevant, and timely. And now we're going to talk about the uh, campaign message. As you know, uh, in the throughout the course, uh, we're going to also, as an exercise, develop a campaign plan. And this campaign plan is going to have these four elements. So we're going to proceed step by step. Uh, uh, with the objectives, we're going to work on the message now. We're going to work on tactics. And then uh, we're going to work on organization and, and, and resources. Mostly uh, we're going to focus on volunteers. Uh, but in the end, we're going to wrap all these four elements together and, and, and come up with a, with a campaign. So the more work you do throughout the course, the less work you will have to do uh, at the very end. Uh, however, you, you, sh you should pick your own pace. These are the... Uh, four things that need to be done, and uh, the first one we already covered. So now we're going to focus on the message. In this class, we're going to look at the process of message development. How do we come up with a campaign? But before we do that, we will uh, first ask ourselves, what is a message? How can we uh, define 
a message. Uh, are there any uh, thoughts, ideas? Does anybody have a, any uh, idea, uh, definition, a thought what the message uh, is, what, what is considered to be a message? Okay, let's read it some, some other uh, uh, things that were written here. Something communicable for majority. Message is one sentence tagline, the mission. An understandable uh, sentence that explains exactly what we want to do and, and why, understandable for all. It's the essence of what you want the others to understand, probably in a compact way. Well, indeed, these are all things that, that, that are uh, important for uh, elements of, of the message. But uh, in order to understand better what really mes what message uh, is, we need to understand that message is an important component, probably the central component of the targeted communication. And targeted communication is uh, a communication which uh, in itself is uh, aimed at a particular audience, which is called the target audience, which this audience uh, needs to be carefully uh, analyzed before, because some of the audiences may not want to hear the message, so you may need to uh, uh, approach them more carefully. So, the targeted communication uh, is uh, what we are going to talk about. So, in this area, a message is, as, as many of you already suggested, is brief and straightforward statement which is based on an analysis of what will persuade a target, a target audience. So, this means that the message is not just anything that you communicate. The message is something that you communicate to a selected audience based on the analysis of what is going to uh, persuade them. That means that first you need to pick your target. Exactly, as some, somebody already questioned, uh, put the question here. That means that you need to understand who is going to be receiving this message. And then, uh, yes, as somebody suggested down here in the comments, so you already know your target, and then you figure out what the message uh, is, is the right message for this target. Indeed, so this is the, the, the difference between just any communication and targeted communication. So message is part of the targeted communication. You need to analyze the target first and then to develop a message. So we, what we're going to do in this class is actually develop, uh, learn how to develop a message in targeted communication. So let's see what are the, some characteristics of the, of the message. First, as many of you suggested earlier, it has to be simple. It has to be uh, to the point. So it has to be condensed. It doesn't have uh, many of the of the things that that, 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 that that clog the essence of the message. It has to be really uh, condensed. It has to be easy to remember, and it has to be repeated frequently. That is another another thing. So it, the the message in itself needs to be uh, designed in such a way for it to be easily repeated. So if the message is something too complicated, uh, then uh, it is not easy to repeat. So, as somebody said, it's almost a slogan. Well, we'll come, we'll come to that in just in a minute. Uh, 
I, I here put two symbols, which are the uh, from the from the Otpor uh, uh, campaign. One is the on the left is the clenched fist, which was directly connected to our uh, core message, which was uh, uh, resistance to the regime that is undemocratic. And on the right, we have a more targeted message, which was aimed at the uh, members of the, of the police. And so we have a picture of a police officer who has the Otpor t-shirt under his uniform. And this targeted communication was not resistance to the, to the regime, although it, it is connected to that. This is a tailored message which says uh, the, 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 the members of the police force are secretly also supporting uh, the movement. So, so you can see that you know the difference between the the the, the core message, the message that, that has no that has no target, and the mess and the and the message that is tailored for a particular target, they have some things in common, but they have uh, certain differences. And the most notable difference is that the tailored message is much much uh, more specific. So, but let's let's go with, uh, more. Uh, We'll, we'll go more into the uh, into the these specificities later. I just wanna I just wanna uh, answer the, the the one of the comments here, which says that the message is is, uh, is almost a slogan. Unfortunately, slogans are too short to convey the whole uh, uh, essence of of a message. And uh, when we develop messages, you, you will see how that, that we will need several sentences for, 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 a, for a message. It's not going to be, one slogan is going, not going to be enough. But the, the message itself is used to produce slogans, posters, flyers, videos, speeches, uh, any other type of, of material. So, why do we have a, 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 a message in the first place. Uh, first, because a campaign is a much broad, it's a broad uh, enterprise, it, it, it requires a, a, a participation of a great number of people, and uh, all these different people need to be uh, on the line when it comes to the campaign message. They need to uh, have the message focus, and they need to have a message discipline. So, the message, usually the format of the message is in talking points uh, memo. It's a very short piece of paper which conveys the basic uh, elements of what we want to say uh, to a particular target audience and uh, uh, the, the, the basic rationale behind it. So, so it's every, every talking point is maybe a sentence or two. And this allows people who are participating in the campaign to actually uh, stay focused on the message. This also allows different people to produce slogans, posters, flyers, videos, speeches, everything that, that, that they want to do. So, so the idea of the, of the message, development of the message, is actually that, that later on people can uh, produce different material without waiting for the central how shall I say, committee, planning committee, to come up with that. They, they can do it on their own. So, so the message uh, 
So the message uh, turns into, into a slogan. So we are going to do all this uh, uh, by ourselves, and we're going to go through the whole process of message development in, uh, in a few minutes, and then you will see actually how uh, the message will be turned into, into a slogan. This is actually uh, a, a part of the exercise that, that, that we're going to do. Okay, so because I, it, it's actually much better if you go through that process than, to, than just to give examples. But before we go to that, I just want to uh, say a few things about the, 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 the message that we're going to do. Because in political campaigns, there is a lot of, uh, how shall I say, uh, there is a lot of uh, message development uh, that is uh, compromising the whole field of, of, of uh, campaigning, message development, and, 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 and public relations, etc. Where we are talking about political campaigns, especially today, uh, and when we talk about politicians and people who are running uh, governments, uh, they rely on some uh, weasel words, on some uh, distortion of, 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 the, of the facts. So we have things uh, here that, uh, that I listed. Uh, the political campaigns rely on factoids, uh, they rely on buzzwords, they rely on uh, people who are running the show, who are doing these com campaigns, are so-called spin doctors or talking heads, spokespeople, spokespersons. And uh, th there is a great deal of framing and spinning going on. So, uh, does anybody have a, an idea what, what these... Uh, 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 words that I just listed here, what do they actually mean? Does anybody know what a factoid is? Okay, a factoid is, a, uh, is, is something that looks like a fact, but it's actually a lie. And uh, so there are a lot of uh, uh, things that, uh, that may seem uh, true, but they're certainly not. Probably the most famous uh, factoid, uh, which is not even political one, is uh, uh, that the, the, the only human-made structure that can be seen from the moon is the Great Wall of China. And a lot of people are, are, are repeating this, and, uh, and it's just not true. It, it cannot be seen from the, from the moon. So it, it looks like a fact, but it's actually uh, it's not, a, it's not a fact. Uh, so uh, politicians like to use factoids a lot because uh, it, it it looks like they understand what they're talking about and that they master the, 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 the facts, but they actually are, 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 are saying, telling lies. Uh, does anybody know what the buzzword is? Okay, the, the, the buzzword, the, the fashion word of the day, exactly. They are looking for something that is going to create a buzz, uh, a word that is going to be uh, repeated by the others that, that will uh, attract attention, etc., etc. And uh, does anybody know uh, what is framing and spinning as a, as a technique in, the, in, the, in this political uh, PR and campaigning? I think I can, I can give a very, uh, another famous example uh, about the glass that is half full or half empty. If you have a, a, a glass that is filled with water, uh, up, uh, up to a half. It depends how you frame it. Some people can say that the glass is half empty and the other people are going to say that the glass is half full. So, 
in terms of, of, of uh, the content uh, of the glass, it's the same. But the way you frame it actually makes, makes a, a big difference. And this is another technique that the politicians uh, like to do. Uh, so, so this is, you know, this was just one of, the, uh, one of the things that I wanted to mention, because this is not something we're going to do here. We're not going to do, uh, we're not going to learn how to make factoids. We're not going to learn how to, how to uh, create buzzwords uh, or how to exploit buzzwords. We're not going to become uh, talking heads and we're not going to uh, learn how to frame things and how to spin the story as they, as they, as they do in the political. What we're going to do is uh, we're going to talk about something that we mentioned uh, two weeks ago. We're going to talk about stories and how stories can be used uh, in, uh, in um, advocacy campaigns to develop and to, to, to uh, pass on the message. So personal stories, how we're going to use what we experience ourselves to, to, to uh, pass on the message. We're going to talk about memes. Memes, uh, does anybody know what memes are? Memes uh, are uh, uh, things that spread virally. So this is, uh, these are the things that spread over the, oh, today over the internet. These are the things that, that, that spread on their own because uh, people are uh, using them because they like them, because they think they're funny, because they think they're true, because they think uh, uh, like something like a smile icon. Yeah. Meme actually is a word uh, that came out of the word gene for genetics, and because genes uh, uh, are hereditary, they go uh, from uh, parents to offspring, and they pass on to the next generation. Then they said meme is something in memory that passes on from one person to another through word of mouth, uh, so rumors, gossiping. Uh, fashion, these are the examples of, of, of different memes, because uh, this, this is the, these are the things, I mean, you can find them, if you're on Facebook, you can see certain uh, pictures, uh, photos, uh, statuses that, that, that spread uh, like a wildfire. Even, you know, the, their originator, the person who, who, who made that, they didn't know that this is going to explode. But it happens. So we're going to talk about that too. Uh, so, when we talk about advocacy campaigns, uh, we're not talking about spin doctors, we're not talking about talking heads, we're not talking about professional spokesmen. Uh, we are talking about activists. And these activists are actually spreading the message by telling their stories. And what is uh, also important, they, just, they don't just talk, they walk the talk. So, uh, so there is a there is that important component. These are real people with real uh, stories to tell and with real lives to share with others. So, so we're going to talk about stories. We're going to talk about memes. One one said uh, that's like the octopus who predicted the World Cup. Indeed, that was that was in, that was something that spread uh, all over the world. And we're going to talk about activists. How they're going to. Uh, 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 spread the message, and we're going to talk about uh, not just telling the stories, but actually living those stories and sharing them uh, with, with others. So, this means that, uh, that uh, 
we're not going to talk about the, the messages that we're going to talk about are not just uh, about the uh, information, they're also about uh, the emotion. And uh, unfortunately, I didn't, I didn't uh, uh, format this right. So what, said, what, it, what it should say down here is actually uh, you must communicate not just to the mind, but also to the heart. So this is this emotional uh, emotional component of, of the message. And uh, I would like now to share one thing with you. So I'm gonna I'm gonna briefly explain what the what the video is about for for people who couldn't see it. Uh, so this uh, uh, blind uh, beggar is sitting on the sidewalk and uh, with a sign saying I'm blind, please give me some money. And uh, everybody passes by and uh, and uh, rarely people uh, give any money. And finally, one person comes over and changes uh, the 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 sign that the blind person holds and uh, people start uh, putting money and uh, the, the reason why they started putting money is that, that uh, the new word said it's a beautiful day and I, and I can't see it. So, he's actually, you know, it's a, it's a very short, uh, uh, it's a very short uh, video which explains that you can say the same thing in a more emotional way, and uh, and uh, then people are going to be touched with that information. So in, emotion is also important in human rights advocacy campaigns. Emotion is important because we're not just informing people; we are actually we want people to act. We want people to 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 stand up and 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 and, and uh, fight for what. Uh, what they believe. So, so the emotional component is also uh, very important. So, so I, I've listed some tips here. Uh, I'm going to just run over them because we're going to uh, focus on those later when we develop the, the campaign. So, the most important tip is that you need to know your audience who the message is, is uh, aimed at. Another important tip is you have to have clear goals and objectives of the campaign so you know what you want to achieve. Message needs to be short and simple and it needs to be personalized. It's not something that, 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 that is sitting out there. It needs to be connected as a, a, to, as a personal story to, 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 to people who are actually going to spread this message. So, finally, Okay, we're going to do the message development now. I actually uh, uh, want us to go through this uh, very uh, thoroughly so that we can actually go through the whole process of uh, analyzing the audience, 
developing the message, uh, picking the, the, the messenger, and then getting the feedback on uh, what the, the, the impact of that message is. So the way we're going to do this, uh, oh, before we start, are there any, are there any questions about the, the uh, something that, that, that we should uh, uh, answer before we go into the simulation exercise? Okay, there is a question. Please raise your hand and you can actually, I can uh, answer it. Okay, uh, I've got a question to explain more about personalizing the, the, the message. Well, personalizing the message in the, in the human rights advocacy campaigns means that, as we talked uh, uh, two uh, weeks ago, in the telling the story, uh, when we talked about telling the stories, uh, personalizing the message means that this is something that, that, that needs to be personal in a way that uh, there, is, there is a real person behind the message or a real group of people behind the message that is being de uh, developed. It is not something, the message is not something that sits there without, uh, without uh, a person who is actually sending this message. Why is this important? It is important because we are not passing just uh, information, we are also trying to pass the, the, the emotion. I'm, Trying to think of, of uh, yeah, somebody put it well here. Put yourself in, into the message. Uh, I'm trying to think of, of uh, an example now. Uh, we can say that, uh, for instance, uh, when we look at the, at the at the example that we that we used in the last class, uh, when we talked about the salt march and Gandhi. Uh, the, the, the way he put himself in the message by actually part, part, participating in the, in, the, in the, by actually going there to Dandy and taking the salt himself and, and, and making salt out of the sea actually made this message personal rather than saying it is not fair for the British to put the salt tax and they should abolish it. So you kind of uh, put the... Uh, you put the personal in the story, and I, I can see here in the chat box that there are that there are uh, other examples that 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 are listed. But let's go to the to the simulation. And in order to understand the process of message development, we're going to step out of politics and uh, human rights advocacy issues in, in that sense. But although this may uh, be a human rights uh, advocacy effort after all. And we're going to uh, talk about something that is uh, universal enough uh, that, that we can actually all uh, be on the, on, the, on the same page and, and much more easily understand each other. So in our simulation that we're going to do in the next uh, 45 minutes or so, uh, we're going to focus on the anti-smoking campaign. And, uh, and so we are going to be a, 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 a smoke-free anti-smoking advocacy group whose name is Smoke Free and the, and the symbol of, the, of this group is, the, uh, is here shown on the, on the right. On, and uh, so we're going to simulate the message development for the anti-smoking campaign uh, which is organized by this group called Smoke Free. And so 
this is what Smoke Free is about. This is the mission statement of our organization. Our vision is that our town is free from the harmful effects of tobacco. So this is what we want to see in the future. And our mission is to reduce tobacco use and exposure to secondhand smoke in our town through education, prevention, and cessation support. So this is a pretty straightforward anti-smoking group called Smoke Free. Uh, with, this is their vision. This is the, the mission of our group. And so we're going to look at the campaign now. We started a campaign. The campaign title is called Cold Drinks Clean Air. This is the name of the campaign. And uh, the campaign objective is to establish within three months at least five smoke-free smoke zones in taverns, coffee shops, restaurants, etc., etc., in partnership with owners of these establishments as the first step in a large effort to reduce exposure to secondhand smoke. So this is our campaign. We are trying to... Uh, reduce uh, secondhand smoke exposure in general. And so as a first step, we want to uh, establish smoke-free zones, which means part of a restaurant where, the, where smoking is not allowed. And to do it not as a... As a uh, this is because we are an advocacy group. We cannot uh, impose this law. We are not the government. But we have to do it in partnership with the owners of, of these establishments. So is the, is the campaign, are we clear on this, on, on who we are and what, we are, what the campaign is about? Because what we're going to look at now is, is, the, is the audiences here. Okay, so we're going to look at the audiences. So there are, these are the interested parties. First, we have vendors. Vendors go from one... Uh, restaurant to another and they sell all kinds of things. They sell sweets, they sell uh, uh, nuts, peanuts and, uh, and uh, cashews and other nuts, and they sell cigarettes. So this is the first uh, this is the first interested party that may be affected by, by this because among other things they're selling tobacco. The second uh, group is the students. These students, some of them do smoke, uh, some of them don't. They are a rather, rather mixed uh, group. Uh, what they have in common is that they need a place where they can spend their time. These places being mostly coffee shops, but they also go to, 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 to restaurants. But their main interest is to spend some time in, in, uh, in, uh, together. Some of them smoke. Some of them don't. It's a matter of, of uh, let's say, social pressure or peer pressure uh, among themselves. So the third group here we're talking about are restaurants and tavern owners. So these are the people who largely make their money by serving the people who, 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 who come to, to have a drink or so. Uh, they don't sell uh, cigarettes, they just uh, sell the, uh, food and drinks and coffee and that kind of stuff, but they uh, serve smokers as well as, as, as non-smokers. And finally, the last group here are people who are smokers and who uh, come to these restaurants and, uh, and, 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 and coffee shops and they spend time sitting and drinking coffee and, and, and smoking. So these are the four 
target groups here. They're pretty much, you know, we're not going to go into any more detail. I think this this explains uh, a lot. So what we're going to do now is we're going to look at these four groups. Vendors, students, restaurant owners, and smokers. And we will position them on something that is called the spectrum of allies. And we will see how they fit into our uh, campaign to reduce uh, smoking in, 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 in restaurants and, and, and coffee shops, meaning the campaign called uh, uh, Cold Drinks Clean Air, which is the goal of the campaign is to establish smoke-free zones in, in taverns, coffee shops, and restaurants. So let's look at the, the spectrum of that. Oh, yeah, I forgot the... I forgot this part. So, so when we when we talk about the spectrum of allies and when we talk about the, the target audience, we're going to answer some of these uh, questions here. So, let's focus on the first question: Who are potential allies in your effort uh, uh, when we talk about the, this campaign to establish smoke prisons? Who are the potential allies? Are there any thoughts? Does anybody have an idea? Who may be a potential ally uh, in one of these uh, one of these four groups? Street vendors, students, restaurant owners, and uh, smokers. Does anybody have an idea? Okay, so somebody thinks that uh, probably students could be uh, potential allies, meaning people that may potentially support this campaign. So, so this is something that, 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 that we have to, uh, these are the people that, that may support our, our campaign. They don't support now, but they may uh, support uh, in the future. So yes, uh, potential allies are health-conscious people, probably students, uh, maybe shop owners, maybe uh, pregnant women and mothers, of course, they are, I think, not just potential allies, they are already supporting this this uh, campaign. Uh, but that that is uh, almost uh, a given. So, so, potential allies may be uh, students and, and, uh, and restaurant owners, out of those three, three these four groups. Uh, the next question that we may ask ourselves is, are they willing to offer any complete support? So what is a potential ally going to, going to do to support this? Can we actually rely on, on these allies to do something about it? And this is another part of the analysis that we need to do before we develop the, 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 the message. So, so, we need to answer this question. Are they willing to offer any complete support? The next question is, who are the potential adversaries in this, in this, uh, in this uh, struggle for smoke-free zones? What do you think? Who could be the potential adversaries? Alcoholic smokers, <laughs> indeed. Yeah, and bar flies. Smokers are potential adversaries, and they may see this as a as a as a as a big as a big problem. Uh, if 
smoke-free zones are established in, in bars, in bars and, 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 and restaurants. And uh, the, the main question is, how willing are they to put up a fight? Are smokers going to be a problem? Uh, another uh, potential adversaries are vendors who sell cigarettes. This is this is another uh, this is another potential problem, uh, and they may also see us as a as a. And of course, tobacco companies are not just potential adversaries; they are our sworn enemies. They would like us to stop our campaign right away. So, so. But uh, in this particular uh, exercise, when we look at these four groups, we also need to see, is anybody still undecided? Is anybody still not thrown their uh, uh, idea in the, or, or their thoughts about this issue in the, in the law? Because this may turn out to be the most important uh, demographic. And, you know, some may say that, that, uh, that uh, some of the students here, uh, some of the vendors, may be still undecided. So we need to uh, take that into consideration uh, as well. So, so what is the, 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 the way to proceed further? First, when we analyze the target, we need to see what are the potential allies, opponents, and, and neutrals in in, in this campaign. So, there is this thing developed by George Lakey from uh, Training uh, for Change, and I posted this uh, in the, I, I included this in the syllabus. Uh, this is the very short, uh, 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 how shall I say, uh, piece of text. It's maybe two or three pages. Uh, if you haven't read it, uh, you, you should read it. And it's actually an explanation of a very nice tool, which is called the Spectrum of Allies, which was developed by George Lakey, and, uh, and the Training for Change, his organization in Philadelphia. And this is a visual tool which allows you to put all the groups on the spectrum between active allies and active opponents. And this allows you to have a, an overview of all the groups, all the interested parties for, for your campaign. So. Let's try to put some of these groups uh, in the in the uh, on this on this spectrum of allies. So what the way we're going to do this is uh, we're going to use the text box here, and uh, we're going to put uh, different groups on different uh, parts of the of the of this spectrum based on what what we were doing, uh, based on the questions that that we, that we asked ourselves earlier. So, you know, here you can actually uh, put uh, different different groups. The way I'm going to do it is actually uh, I'm going to put the, okay, so there it is. Active opponents, we're going to put smokers there. So, smokers are going to be put here as active opponents. And so we can have also street vendors here. Somebody said that they're also opponents. Okay, so street vendors are also here. 
Active allies, pregnant women, some students, okay. We can have the, the, okay, restaurant owners. Somebody says that restaurant owners are, are, are active allies. Maybe, maybe not. We have to understand why would they be active allies. Maybe they're passive allies. Maybe they're passive opponents. Can, can you please explain why do you think that the restaurant owners uh, would be pass uh, active allies? Okay. So, uh, yeah. So some of the some of the uh, some of the uh, restaurant owners can indeed be active allies or passive allies for that matter because they can also uh, be sick and tired of, of uh, having to listen to all the complaints from, from, from different customers. Okay, so we can say that so far we have uh, pretty much analyzed the, the, the spectrum of allies. And we can say that the spectrum of allies actually uh, is uh, giving us an overview of where these people are and uh, what, what is their attitude towards our campaign. So the spectrum of allies actually allows us to do one thing, and that is to slowly, as a, as a goal of our campaign, to slowly move different groups towards our, our side on the, on the spectrum. So the idea is not that we will turn smokers from active opponents to uh, active supporters. That is not the very realistic. And as we remember, uh, one, of the, uh, one of the criteria for the goal is to be achievable. So this wouldn't be achievable to turn active smokers from to, to turn smokers from active opponents to to active allies. So this will not do. But what spectrum of allies actually allows us is to do something else. And that is to move everybody a little bit from uh, from uh, the uh, a little bit to the left to our side. So if we have pregnant women here, they are already our active allies. We're going to try with our message to move our passive allies to become more active. We're going to try to move people who are neutral to become passive allies. We're going to try to move passive opponents, people who are opposing what we do, but they're not doing anything much about it to move them to be more neutral towards the thing, and we're going to try to move uh, the active opponents to be more passive opponents, so they don't put up a fight. So the idea of targeted communication is actually for each targeted group to have a specialized message that is going to move them a little bit towards our side. So the message is not one. Meaning that we cannot tell them just, you know, smoking is bad, we should have a, we should have a smoke-free zone. Because most of these people are not going to relate to this. Some people, like the smokers, they're going to see it as a threat. 
some people as street vendors are going to see it as a problem because they they depend on smokers. Restaurant owners are going to be maybe confused because they're going to think, uh, well, this may be a good idea, but on the other hand, if I lose the smokers, maybe it's going to be uh, bad for my business. And uh, and so the idea here is to through analysis of the of the of the target, we're going to develop a, a, a better a better message. And this message is going to move the target slowly a little bit to our side. Once we are successful in that, then we can launch the next campaign that is going to move them uh, a little bit more to our side. So the same the same uh, uh, logic applies to any any human rights advocacy campaign, but we're going to stick to our uh, anti-smoking campaign as the as the as the example. So is this clear? This is what we're going to do. Move everybody counterclockwise. Okay. So we are now going to uh, go into the message, and the message box is a tool that was developed for the purpose of, of election campaigns long time ago, and it was just something that that that, that was used for people to list uh, what uh, their statements are. But the message box evolved in human rights advocacy efforts as the the tool to analyze the target. And the way we're going to analyze the target is uh, we're going to answer four questions for each of those targets. The first question, which is going to be the same uh, whoever the, the, the target is, is the question, what do we say about us? Who are we? Uh, what are we trying to do? And what is our goal? Meaning the the smoke-free advocacy group and our campaign to establish smoke prison. So this is the first question. We answer in the message box, we about us. What do we say about us? And then we have uh, another uh, uh, question that we need to answer. And this is, what do they say about us? What does the target say about our campaign, about our group, and about our effort? In the, this first message box that we're going to do, we're talking about vendors, people who are selling uh, not just cigarettes, but also other things like sweets and candy and and, uh, and uh, uh, nuts and, 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 and uh, these kind of things. What do they say about us? Then we have to answer the question, what, what do we say about them, about our target group? And we need to answer the, the question, what do they say about them? So let's go step by step. We know what we say about us. We answer that in the in the in the mission statement. So I'm not going to uh, repeat it again. But we want smoke-free zone. So the the I'm going to uh, write some of the things here. We are against smoking. We like people to have better health, etc., etc. So. What do we say about the the uh, street vendors? What is our message to, 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 to the street vendors? What do we want to to, to to What is the message we want to convey to them? 
Does anybody have an idea? What would be the message we want to say to the street? Okay. Uh, okay, so you can actually use the, 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 the text box here on the uh, left-hand side and enter text on the page in the... In the... Okay, there it is. Fantastic. I don't need to do this. Fantastic. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just uh, uh, put the... I'm just going to comment on, on the things that are, that are being uh, written here. So, when we talk about street vendors, we need to uh, have the message for them which says, what does this smoke-free, establishment of smoke-free zones, what does this mean for them? You know, what is, what, what do we going to, what are we going to have uh, uh, that, that, that impacts, the things that we are going to do, how they are going to impact uh, their, their business and, and and their uh, stuff that they're doing. So, but what do they say about them? What do street vendors say about them and their and their business? Yes, what they say is that they what the thing they want to do is they want to make some money uh, because this is their this is their job. This is what they do to make a living. So for them. It is, uh, it is not about the, the cigarettes, it is about, you know, making money. They, they don't, they, if, they, if they could sell something else, they would. I mean, it's not, they're not especially uh, uh, attached to, to, to cigarettes. So, so let's see how, how to bridge the, 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 the gap between the perception of uh, street vendors and, and uh, and in our message, we need to play on the following uh, misconceptions or the following statements that 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 that, that, that we uh, that we singled out. Here. First, we need to, in our message, include that we respect their uh, uh, goal to make a living out of their activity. So, this is something we're not aiming to, uh, to stop them. So, in our message, first thing we need to assure them, which is another thing, is that this is not going to hurt their business. So, this is, this is one thing. And another thing that we need to persuade them is that what we uh, are trying to do is actually not going to not going to hurt their business, and it's actually maybe going to help their business. And uh, and this is how we're gonna. Uh, this is what we can find from the from the message. So the way to do it, and we will come come back to it later. The way to do it is actually to explain to the street vendors the, in the following way. We know that what you're doing is. The way you make money. This, we know this is your this is your this is your way to make money, and we do not wish to hurt your business. But we think that smoking is 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 uh, uh, costing society a lot of money. That that you know we are trying to establish smoke-free zones in in the 
in the in the restaurants, etc., etc., uh, because we we are against smoking, etc., etc. And uh, and th th these two things need to be wrecked. So so this is the the, the where where ingenuity uh, of message development comes comes in. You have the problem of trying to overcome the the the, the the prejudices and misconceptions that that street vendors have uh, about the anti-smoking. So for for now, we're going to just leave it uh, where it is. We singled out the problem, and we're going to come back to it when we when we develop the the, the message. So let's go to the next group. What uh, the we about us is actually the same as before, but let's let's try to do the other things. Uh, what do we? What is our message about to the students who are who want to do uh, the who just want to hang out and they want to spend time in the? This is their primary motivation. They want to spend time together in these coffee shops. And, so what do we say about that? So yeah, one of the things we need to talk uh, about is socializing and uh, and uh, and uh, smoking is now used as a as a form of socializing and is a result of peer pressure. But there are, can be other alternatives for socializing. So indeed, this is this is one thing that this is the message that we need to. Uh, what what do what do students say about us? What would be the biggest uh, how shall I say uh, perception that they have on anti-smoking campaign? Aha, that the smoking campaign is curbing their self-expression. That, that's a good one. This is something that they can see as limiting, and uh, probably another way uh, or another attempt to control what they're doing. And what do, what do students uh, say about them? What, what do they think about themselves? This is an important part of the, of the message. We are here to have fun, indeed. And they are free to do whatever they like. This is another thing with students. So here, as well as with street vendors, we need to first appreciate what they are what, 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 what doing and what they feel about themselves. So in our message, we need to explain to them that they should have fun and that they should be free to do whatever they like. And that we don't want to curb their self-expression. And we don't want to take away their cool factor. But we want smoke-free zones. And there can be other ways of socializing uh, other than smoking. And there can be other ways, uh, alternative ways, for them to have, to have fun. So this would be the way to pass the message to pass the message to the students. Here we can see that from analyzing the the the, 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 the target. So these are the things that our message needs to, to tell them. It needs to tell them that they should have fun and they should be free to do whatever they like, that we are not going to curb their self expression, but that we want smoke free zones and that uh, socializing by means of smoking is not the way the only way of, of social. So let's move to the next group. What about restaurant owners? Here again, we are going to put the the first 
is the same. We want smoke-free zones. This is our core message. This message doesn't change uh, whoever is the is the uh, whoever is the target of our of our communication. Yeah, I mean, one of the one of the comments here says about the students is that the message is to introduce another cool factor. Indeed, this is where we're going to go, and this is exactly what what this sort of analysis is going to lead us to to find the way to reach out to people who otherwise would be uh, would wouldn't be interested in in what we have to say. So, what we say about the the the, the restaurant owners, we don't want them to to lose business, and we want them to take to make more business by actually having. Uh, customers that that uh, that uh, don't want to sit in smoke-filled rooms. What do they say about us? Well, what they say about us is probably similar to what they what the street vendors are saying. They are maybe afraid that this may uh, uh, hurt their business, and and so what they would like us to to, to do is actually to leave them. To whatever they're doing. So somebody said here, please do not disturb us. And what do the restaurant owners uh, say about themselves? What is the what they would like to think about themselves, and what they usually say about themselves? Any ideas? Free business. Similar to street vendors, they also want to make money. This is what they do for a living. This is not. Uh, uh, Something that they would, uh, how shall I say, that they would prefer smokers if smokers weren't uh, buying drinks and food in their restaurants. The reason why they like people in their restaurants is because they're customers, not because they're smokers and not, or non-smokers. Okay, so the other thing that they, that what they think about themselves is very important that is listed here is that they want to care about their customers. And this is this can be an important uh, segue into uh, passing the message about uh, 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 smoke freeze. So when we talk about when we deliver a message to uh, owners of restaurants, we need first to appreciate that their business is important to them, and this is the way they they, they make a living. And we need to appreciate and we also need to tell them that we know that they care about their customers. And that we don't want to uh, uh, hurt their business, similar to the street vendors. We need to kind of, in the message, uh, explain that we don't want to hurt their uh, business. And we need to explain that they will probably have more business if they... Uh, uh, dedicate some zones in their restaurants for people who don't like to, to sit in smoke-filled rooms. So, caring about customers, which is an important part of, of, of what they think about uh, uh, themselves, can be transferred into a message that they should care about their non-smoker customers too, by establishing smoke-free zones. So here, in the analysis of, of, of by using the message box, we can actually already see the glimpses of the message for the for the restaurant owners. Because as you remember, in the campaign objective, the way we're going to establish these smoke-free zones is in the 
partnership with restaurant owners. So they're the most important uh, partner for this uh, for this particular uh, uh, for this particular effort. So let's go to the next group, which are the smokers. Again, we want smoke-free zones. Okay, this is an important part. What do they say? Uh, what do they say about us? They are destroying my fun. They can harm themselves, but not others. This is another thing what we say about them. And uh, what would be something that would they say about? themselves. What do smokers usually say uh, about themselves? They usually say that they are the endangered <laughs> and well, as long as I can smoke, then I am happy. Okay, this is true. But also, there, the, the people who smoke often see that they are threatened by 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 uh, by uh, people who are trying to prevent smoking. So, so they have this kind of uh, endangered species kind of attitude. And the message can also go, you're not going to, at the same time, you're not going to be exposed to our nagging and our complaints because we're going to be in a, in a separate section. So, so you're not going to have a problem with us, we're not going to have a problem with you. So, so this is the way to, 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 to frame the, the, the message for smokers. But as you can see from this message box, the smokers are not our primary target. And the smokers, that's why we don't uh, have such a powerful message uh, that, that, that should be prepared for smokers. Because we're not going to get smoke-free zones by persuading smokers. We're going to have smoke-free zones by persuading uh, uh, restaurant owners. The only thing we want to do with smokers is to kind of calm them down so they don't create much trouble. Because if they are, if they are, if, if we have a message towards the smokers that is going to irritate them, that is going to make them angry, then they're going to put up a fight. And if they put up a fight, they're going to have more trouble convincing the restaurant owners uh, uh, that we should have uh, smokers. So, targeted communication in an is distinguishing different targets and figuring out who you want to see where and how do you want different targets to behave. So by analyzing these targets you can actually develop messages for for each of those or for each of those targets. So that these messages are then compatible and flying to the face of one another. But they also uh, Okay, so we have a quote from Sun Tzu here. It is said that if you know your enemies and know yourself, you can win a hundred battles without a single loss. Indeed, this is what we would like. Uh, this is what we would like to have, and this is the reason why we have to put so much effort in analyzing the target before we go into the into the implementation. So let's go back and look at the, these four message boxes again. So we have to persuade. When the vendors that this is not going to hurt their business. This is the most important thing here, and that you know they don't need to first they they can sell uh, cigarettes still, but they can also make money by selling uh, 
peanuts and, and, and other nuts. And when people uh, don't smoke, they tend to take more nuts. That this, this was proven to be a, to be a, a, a regular behavior. So one way we can turn this message into an action is by uh, organizing uh, 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 peanuts eating uh, week in, in restaurants where, where people are going to be buying peanuts from the, from the street. And so they would be then uh, uh, encouraged to, to kind of support the, the idea. But again, they are not our primary target. So let's go to the next group. Students, what they want to do, they want to have fun. So the message to them is something that is going to make them cool. We come back to the one of the comments here. Uh, messages to introduce another cool factor, something that is going to make them look cool, and some some activity that is going to uh, allow them to socialize without smoke. But again, this is not our primary target. When we look about when we look at Smokers, smokers are a potential trouble. They are our opponents. They may cause trouble. So what we want to do with uh, smokers in our message is we want to lower their enthusiasm. We want them to, you know, still don't like us and don't like the idea of smoke-free zones. But they say, okay, at least we're we're going to have our own section in the in the restaurant where we can smoke. So the message to them, or a slogan, is you know uh, that 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 we're going to the, the smoke-free zones are going to uh, uh, be complaint-free zones for them. So nobody is going to complain about their smoke anymore, smoking anymore, because we're going to establish complaint-free zones where they can actually smoke without any complaint. So this would be. Uh, a message for them. But the most important group here and, and the target for our uh, uh, for our campaign is the restaurant owners. So for them, the message is that we want smoke-free zones, we are your customers, and we know you care about your customers, so you should care about your customers who don't smoke as well, by establishing smoke-free zones. So this is the message. And this now can be turned into a slogan. And here is where creativity comes in. How do we uh, make this uh, make this look? This is something we're gonna we're gonna focus on more uh, in the in the next class. We're gonna talk about the message and the messenger. We're gonna talk about the from this analysis that we now looked at. Uh, we're going to look at how this message is developed and turned into into a message carrier. As McLachlan said, Marshall McLachlan, in his uh, uh, book, which was printed, I don't know how many years, decades ago, he said that the medium is the message. And actually, you know, some people say messenger is the message. And it, depend, it depends on how you convey the, the message and through which channel and how you actually... Uh, uh, pass on this message, this is going to actually uh, influence the message as well. And this is actually part of the message. So next week, we're going to talk more about different ways to convey the message. Mostly, we're going to talk about digital communication. And we're going to talk about different ways, videos, 
blog posts, uh, uh, pictures, infographics, and, and, and other ways to convey, to convey the message. But it is important, uh, again, to uh, come back to, the, to, to, to something that we mentioned several times, and this is to personalize the message. Because the message that is not personalized is not going to be as powerful as the message that is uh, coming in the form of a personal story. So, this short simulation that, uh, that we went through about, about uh, anti-smoking campaign, we didn't create the message yet. And the reason why we didn't create the message yet is because this is a creative uh, process. We, can, we didn't have time to come up with wording that would, that, would, uh, be that would be precise, that would be specific, that would be to the point, that would be easy to repeat. Uh, for each of those messages, but we, through the analysis of our uh, uh, audiences that we did in the message box, and with the use of Spectrum of Allies before that, we actually pretty much have all the ingredients for, for a successful message development. So we're going to continue on the forum, we're going to continue with the, the anti-smoking campaign simulation, and in the forum we're going to uh, create some of the slogans and messages for for these for these groups later on. But before we do that, do we have any any questions before I uh, uh, talk a little bit about the assignment for the for the next week? Any questions here? Okay, we have a question. Okay, th this is an important ethical uh, ethical question, and uh, there there is a lot of. Uh, Concern to be made about the misuse of, of, of children in uh, targeted communication. You can see that by all the big companies that are, you know, trying to sell products by targeting children directly, and because children don't have uh, don't have uh, that sort of uh, critical uh, distance that older people have towards towards, uh, so they're much more easily manipulated, and so. We can see that th this is a, an important ethical ethical question. So, so the main question here is who benefits from from this targeted communication? Because if we are talking about the, the campaign that is targeting children, but for the benefit of that of, of those children, like for instance a campaign that is going to promote uh, the use of seat belts or or uh, better uh, behavior in in the street when it comes to traffic, and that is going to limit the number of of traffic accidents and that kind of stuff. Then, uh, uh, then you know the, the the goal and the objective would justify targeting children. But if the if the if the case is uh, pure manipulation, like in the case of of uh, many of the companies that are trying to sell toys. Or, or uh, that kind of stuff to, to children by, by aggressive marketing, that, at least in my uh, view, is totally unethical. And I would never uh, suggest doing something like, uh, something like that. So, uh, yes, as, as one of the comments uh, uh, here, I'm just reading the comment, that, yeah, they, you cannot rely on analytical th thinking ability of children. So... Uh, so that that is the most important uh, 
obstacle for them. But there are campaigns aimed at children, and uh, as I said, uh, uh, there are examples where you actually are allowed to, to do that, uh, but it needs to be in the benefit uh, of those children. For instance, a campaign that will educate children how to cross the street or the, that they shouldn't, uh, 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 I don't know, uh, I'm trying to, to, to think of something else. Uh, but this is something that, 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 that we were exposed to uh, when, when, when we were children too. So, uh, otherwise it's, uh, it's, it's, it's highly unethical. Campaign do not talk to strangers, that would be an interesting one. But, but again, uh, this, is, uh, uh, this is something that, 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 that is very, very uh, specific and very, very aimed uh, at, 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 at children. We have something else here, and that is, you know, young people. We're now talking about people over the age of 18, and we're talking about people who are uh, capable of reasoning, so they're not uh, considered children anymore. But they still have, because they're young, they still have much uh, bigger rate of communication with other people. They're much more uh, dynamic, and therefore they are actually very good in uh, as as not as targets of campaign, but as actually people who are participating in the campaign as as part of the campaign. And so this is something we're going to talk about in two weeks when we talk about. Uh, campaign organization, we talk about volunteers. So there we're not talking about children, we're talking about young people, but these young people can actually be vehicles and driving force of the campaign. So we're gonna, uh, we have to finish soon, so let me spend uh, one more minute on the assignment. Uh, this is, uh, we're, gonna, we're gonna continue our uh, simulation exercise in the next couple of uh, days, the anti-smoking campaign exercise, and we're going to come up with the slogans and, and, and message and, and, and other forms of, of, of communication for that particular campaign. But you have the big campaign that you're working on to, to think about too. And so uh, one of the things that, 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 that you're going to do uh, in the... Yes, and you can... You can, you can uh, work on parallel, and uh, and I'm going to be helping you with that. Uh, the final campaign is going to be is is going to be uh, due September uh, December fourth. So we have more than a month to complete it. So we're not going we're now going step by step. Well, not more than a month, but less a little bit less than a month to complete it. And uh, we're going step by step. So, uh, we still have plenty of time to, to do it. I just want to introduce this second part of the campaign plan, which, which is uh, to develop the primary message. This is the message for the primary audience, primary target. As in the, this simulation, we actually realized that our primary target were the restaurant owners. Here, each of you will define the primary target of your campaign, and you're going to develop the message by using the message box tool for that target. We're going to explain all these, answer all these four questions, we about us, we about them, they about us, and they about them. And you're going to uh, present this in three paragraphs, uh, 250 words, which is the, which is the message. And the message uh, 
is uh, uh, going to contain key concepts that are going to be uh, part of the campaign, but it is not going to be a slogan apply or any other product that is going to carry the message. And this is not going to be something that we're going to think about now. This is something we're going to do a week from. So just now focus on the essence of the message, not on the not on the carrier, not on the way this message is going to be. So, and uh, this assignment is due next Monday, and we're going to continue the, the the discussion on the on the forum, especially the simulation. And uh, in the next day or two, I I I would focus on the simulation because that's going to answer a lot of questions about the about the message development that we didn't cover in the class and. Uh, for next Monday, the the the, the assignment using the the, the message box too. Uh, if there are any uh, assignments from the last week that are uh, that were not finished or 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 uh, uh, are, were, you were not able to post them because of the technical problems or whatever other problems, we still, as I said, we still have uh, time, so so it's not really a problem. But please make sure that you that you post them. Okay, I kept you uh, uh, long enough. It's already 8 o'clock and one minute. So thank you very much and have a good week.